Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Melissa Rich, and you are listening to another episode of Taking Care of Your Temple podcast. This is the podcast that is aimed at helping women connect regularly with God and to use His grace, strength, power, might, just amazingness to improve their physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, um, did I say all of them? Physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health. I guess I get it, got it. And we do this by four things that, that we can do. We can keep our focus on God. This sounds so much easier than it actually is because there are so many distractions going on all around us. So we need to keep returning our focus back on God and what he has, block out the distractions that are everywhere so that we can keep moving forward. The next thing is to acknowledge that we are not enough on our own. And I've had someone ask, we're not enough what? And I'm like, we're not enough anything. We are not smart enough, strong enough, capable enough, pretty enough, anything else enough to do it on our own. But the good news is that we do not have to. God wants us to ask him for his help. This is kind of like to me, like the president of the United States, whether you voted for him or not, or her by that time, whatever, just saying, hey, Melissa, I just want you to know that anytime you need anything, you give me a call. Here's my private cell phone number. You can reach me 24-7, and I will be there on the next plane to help. I mean, can you imagine? That just kind of weirds me out to say it. We have the creator of the universe telling us, you don't have to take a number. You don't have to wait in line. I'm happy to talk to you whenever you want. It's kind of an amazing thing when you think about it. Anyway, sorry. Um, so we acknowledge that we're not enough on our own, but the good news is that we don't have to be because he helps us. Then we need to remind ourselves, probably a lot, that it is about progress, not perfection. Thank goodness. So we need to constantly check in with God to make sure that we're on the path that we need to be on. And when we get it wrong, which we will, trust me, I do a lot, we acknowledge it, we figure out what we can do to fix things, you know, with God's help, and then we learn from it, let it go, and move on. Then we work on consciously changing our thoughts. Our thoughts are hugely important. The way our thoughts go determines the direction that we go in. So if we can figure out how to change our thoughts, then we're going to do a lot better. The verse for this podcast is 1 Corinthians 3.16. Fittingly enough, since this podcast is called Taking Care of Your Temple, this verse says, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? I mean, we should all know that. We should be aware of it. All right, let me start us off with a quick, quick prayer. I really can't talk. Thank you, Lord, for this platform. Thank you, thank you for these women and men who are listening. And I just ask that you will give me the words that I need to cover this topic and to help people do better in their lives. You have blessed us so richly and help us to continue coming back to you, to keep our focus on you and to honor you with what we do. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I don't even know if I said at the beginning, uh, I kind of just jumped right in what the uh, topic of this podcast session is and what it is, is the power of plants. This is what I've been wanting to do for a while because y'all, I love plants. I have plants all through my office. If you're looking on YouTube, I'm kind of scooting over so you can see there's one, there it is behind me. Uh, I've got two more in my other little workroom. I have them all over my house. I literally was telling a friend the other day, if I could figure out how to have plants in my office, I would do it in a heartbeat. I mean, in my car, in my car. 
I would do it in a heartbeat. The problem is I live in Texas. We have these extremes of temperature. So any plants in my car would either freeze to death or roast. Neither one is real helpful. So I don't. But I have them everywhere. I love plants. They have a ton of benefits. And one of the reasons that I like them so much is because I've done a lot of research on this. And research suggests that we spend about 90% of our time indoors. And I think that's probably true. 90%, y'all. I mean, that's a lot of time indoors. So if you at least have plants inside your home and your office, then you're getting some of the benefits of being outside, even when you're not outside. So I'm going to go through some uh, reasons of why plants are good for us, how they help us, and uh, what some good ones are, basic plant care. And I just, again, I just think you cannot have enough plants. I'm always looking at my house or my office going, maybe I could put another one there or maybe over here because I, I really do love them. Okay. So for physical health, plants are amazing. They help with oxygen production. So what plants do is they perform photosynthesis. Think back to third grade science. You'll probably remember learning about this. They convert carbon dioxide into oxygen. And obviously, we need oxygen to be able to breathe and live. So plants are helpful for that. Also for air purification. Yes, we have a lot of toxins even inside our homes and inside our offices. And plants will remove a lot of those things. They improve indoor air quality and respiratory health. They can remove toxins such as formaldehyde, benzene, and ammonia from the air. How do we get those in our home or office? I have no clue, but we do. They are there. They also can act as natural humidifiers, especially plants such as ferns and peace lilies. They release moisture into the air, so they um, they are helpful in preventing dryness. This is especially beneficial in dry or heated environments. You know, when it's cold, I, I don't like being cold. So when it's cold outside, I turn my heater on. But I really don't like that that much either because then the air feels so dry. So I get the whole humidifier thing. And, and sometimes I will get one and, and get that going and turn it on because it feels better. So plants will release moisture and they increase indoor humidity. They help with dry skin, respiratory issues, and allergies. They really, y'all, are incredibly valuable. Very, very helpful if you're trying to be healthier. They also help reduce stress. I know that sounds crazy, but I promise they do. Being around plants, research shows, has been shown to lower blood pressure and reduce stress and to improve heart health just by being around plants. They boost immunity. The art of caring for plants can reduce stress and that can help boost your immune system so that you stay healthier. You're less prone to become sick, which I love. They also can uh, provide natural healing. Some plants like aloe vera and chamomile have medicinal properties that can be used to treat minor ailments and skin conditions. Food Network, I love them. They suggest keeping an aloe vera plant in or near your kitchen for those times when you accidentally burn yourself. I've done that many times. I'm sure you have too. And you are in need of a quick natural fix. The sap and the sticky flesh of the aloe vera plant have been found to ease the pain of burns and to provide some protection to the affected areas. So if you have an aloe vera plant or you don't have one, you want to get one, 
keep it in your kitchen. When you get burned or somebody else gets a burn, you just go and cut off a leaf from the base of the plant so as to preserve the plant's health and make it, you know, continue to, to grow well. And you split the leaf lengthwise. That clear gel-like substance and the flesh can just be put onto your skin directly wherever the burn is. You can even puree the flesh or just use the gel. And uh, there are some recommendations about putting the aloe in the refrigerator for a little bit to cool it down and to ease the pain even more effectively. Who knew? Okay, plants may also help you recover from an illness, an injury, or surgery faster. I love this one. Who doesn't want to get better quicker? I mean, nobody says, no, I want to be sick for a long time. We don't say that. So according to one research review, hospitalized people who had a view of plants or trees, like out through their window, or maybe they had them in their room, I don't know, but they were calmer and they had better clinical outcomes, including they needed less pain medication and they had a shorter hospital stay, stay compared to those who don't. I mean, again, nobody wants to stay in the hospital longer. No, I think I'll stay a few extra days, thanks. When I had my, once it was my first child, I think it was David, that was when they had just started really reducing hospital stays for women who had children. Because up until that point, you could stay for a week after having a baby. Well, I had him. I was doing great. And they came up to me and said, would you like to go home early? Like today. And I was like, yes, I would like that. I mean, nobody wants to stay in the hospital. And so I did. And the nurses were coming because this what they had just started this. And the nurses were coming going, why are you going home so early? And I said, well, they asked me if I wanted to. And I said, okay, yeah, I want to. And so the the person who was in charge of all of that had to explain, this is a new option that we're doing. She's doing really well. So if she wants to go home, we're okay with it. And now I think they, you don't even have that option. Nobody stays for a week after having the baby unless there are some some issues. But anyway, nobody wants to stay in the hospital longer than they need to. Uh, what else? Plants can help combat cigarette smoke. Uh, studies have found that plants can absorb nicotine and other toxins from cigarette smoke. Now, I want to say here, if you have a lot of people smoking in the house, I suspect it would probably kill the plant. The pl a plant can only do so much. So just be realistic. Yes, it can help. It's not going to clear away everything. And it's really interesting because I use hypnosis to help a lot of people quit smoking a lot. I did one today. And most people, I think it is so interesting nowadays, even if they're smoking, they don't smoke in their house. People don't like to smell it. I mean, the lady who I worked with this morning said, I don't like my house or my car to smell like cigarette smoke. I hate the way it smells, even though she smoked for 20 plus years. So again, if you are, if you have a lot of smoke in your house, I'm not sure how well the plants are going to be able to keep up with it. But if you don't smoke in it that much, then they will definitely help clear the air. Also, they can improve the acoustics in your home. They can absorb background noise. And I think that's interesting. Uh, they do that through sound absorption. And it's the plant parts like stems, leaves, and branches that absorb sound. Now, to me, again, I found this on research, several sources, but it seems to me like you would have to have a lot of plants to do this. Maybe not. Maybe just one or two help. I don't know. But it is possible. Plants in your bedroom can help you sleep better. I have several plants in my bedroom, and I can attest to this. 
Uh, research suggests that being around greenery can lead to better sleep quality because it calms down our mind. And that's what we need to calm down when we're trying to go to sleep. Our minds are going all over the place and we need to just relax and plants can help do that. Also, certain aromatic plants such as lavender can help it can help you have a good night's sleep because of their scent. I don't have a lavender plant in my room, but I do most nights use a diffuser with lavender essential oil and it is very calming and soothing. And another one that I think is so interesting is plants can improve your outlook on work. So they did some research on uh, Amazon workers in India and the U.S. whose office environment included natural elements like indoor plants. The people who did have that felt greater job satisfaction and more commitment to the organization than people who did not have those natural elements around. The natural elements, like plants, help buffer the effects of job stress and anxiety. So, I mean, I just think every employer should go out and buy indoor plants for their employees. Just saying. So emotional health, stress reduction. Caring for plants provides a sense of responsibility and routine. It helps reduce stress and anxiety. So it's just like watering or, you know, pulling some of the dead leaves off. That That's what it's talking about. I love this one. Increased happiness. The presence of plants can elevate mood and can create a positive atmosphere in homes and workplaces. And the reason is because we as humans have a natural tendency to connect with nature and other forms of life. It's a term called biophilia, which means the passionate love of all that is alive. Isn't that cool? Biophilia, the passionate love of all, of all that is alive. We have been living alongside nature since, you know, forever. And for a lot of people, the natural world is associated with the spiritual world. So it just makes us feel, I guess, more spiritual. It also can promote a sense of accomplishment. Watching plants grow and thrive can give a sense of achievement and purpose. I, again, that I have done that before where I'm working on my plants, I'm fertilizing them or trimming some leaves or watering. And yes, I do. I feel a sense of accomplishment. Absolutely. Another emotional benefit of having plants is that they can reduce loneliness Taking care of plants can provide companionship and reduce feelings of isolation. Y'all, I talk to my plants just full out. I do. So far, they haven't talked back. But the Royal Horticultural Society did a study, and the researchers found that talking to your plants helps them grow faster. I love that. They also found that plants grow faster to the sound of a female voice than the sound of a male voice. Sorry, guys, but there it is. Also, plants can improve a sense of well-being, which can improve our physical and emotional health. They can help us improve focus, reduce depression, and decrease anxiety. So we're we're just more centered, grounded, focused, able to do the things that we want and need to do. Okay, mental health benefits of having plants. One is improved concentration. Indoor plants can enhance focus and cognitive function by providing a sense of tranquility and by reducing distractions. Okay, now I really want a plant on every surface in my office and home. Um, this makes them beneficial in work and in study environments. Yeah, I believe that. It also can increase creativity. Being surrounded by nature or natural elements can stimulate creativity and problem-solving skills. 
we all need better problem-solving skills. I mean, I don't know about you all, but I know I could use a boost. Uh, mentioned before, it's a stress coping mechanism. Gardening and plant care can serve as a therapeutic outlet for managing stress and mental health conditions. Also, they improve cognitive health. Studies have found that people with dementia show improved short-term memory after a session in the Japanese garden. My dad, uh, before he died, was in a memory care facility because he had developed some uh, some dementia. He was 90. I mean, you know, it's going to happen. And this place had a an outdoor enclosed courtyard. The building just kind of went all the way around it. And so they would uh, get the patients sitting out there. He loved that because there were trees and grass and flowers. That was really pretty. And he just loved going out there and sitting out there. And I could tell that he was calmer and happier after he went out there. So again, that that is can be very helpful. The presence of indoor plants has been linked to better cognitive function, our thinking, and memory retention. Again, you just remember things better. That's another area I can use help in. They also can help boost productivity. Uh, there was a study that found students in a computer lab worked 12% faster and were less stressed when plants were placed nearby. And I get that because if you're in a computer lab, that's a pretty sterile environment. So having some green things, I can see how that would really be very helpful. Another study found that people made better associations when a plant was in the room with them. And the last one was, I love this one. Another study showed that people who had plants in their workspace took fewer sick days, and they were more productive when they were working. So again, y'all, if you're a boss, go out and buy some plants and put them around your workspace for your workers. Another area it can plants can improve is spiritual health. When we're around plants, it kind of uh, strengthens or fosters this connection to nature. Plants foster a deeper connection to the natural world. They promote spiritual growth and environmental awareness. It can be a meditation or a prayer aid. If you are trying to pray, have a quiet time, meditate, it can be helpful having some plants around. It puts you in that, that mindset more, where you're more focused on God and his creation. It can create a sense of gratitude and reverence. Caring for plants teaches appreciation for the beauty and complexity of life and it gives us a sense of reverence. I mean, we're looking at, at God's beautiful creation. It's pretty amazing when you look at the complexity of all the things that he made for us. And harmony. The presence of plants can create a harmonious and calming environment that supports spiritual well-being. Yeah, absolutely. If you feel like you're in chaos all the time, try getting some plants around you. Okay. So some other benefits to us, uh, some ways that plants benefit us are, they provide aesthetic beauty. They just make things look better. Y'all, I have been to people's houses or offices where they have no plants. To me, it looks very sterile and very cold. It is not warm or inviting. It's not a place that I feel like I could go and relax. I think plants really help do that. It also can provide natural aromatherapy. Fragrant plants like lavender, jasmine, or eucalyptus, I love eucalyptus, can provide natural aromatherapy. It can have a calming 
and soothing effect on our moods and our stress levels, which is always good. It also provides a connection to nature. Indoor plants make people feel more connected to nature, even in urban environments, even if you like live in an apartment or a high rise, it can improve your overall sense of well-being. Now, I want to say also, plants can also be stressful. So two mornings ago, I woke up to find my 30 to 35 foot Bradford pear tree in my backyard was split. The night before we had had a big storm and a lot of trees in the area were affected. There were a lot of down limbs and all that kind of thing. So I'm still dealing with that. I'm getting estimates. I know it's going to be expensive to clear it up. So I am working on that. Um, And I have found, by the way, I'm passing this on. This is free. If you are planting trees, don't plant a Bradford pear. I kind of knew this, but it wouldn't have mattered because when I bought the house, the Bradford pear was already there and it's being reinforced as I did some research. Bradford pears are really pretty trees and builders like them a lot because they grow fast and they are pretty. They're very attractive. The problem is they can grow really big and their limbs get too heavy for the trunk to support. So that's what happens. High wind or something, boom, they split or they just fall completely over. So like I said, I kind of remember, oh yeah, I did know that. But the tree was already there. There's not much I could have done. So for future reference, if you're planting trees, you might want to not get a Bradford pear. You're welcome. Also, they can provide a healthier environment. So indoor plants can reduce the amount of dust and allergens in the air, leading to a healthier living space, especially for individuals who have allergies or any type of breathing difficulties. Now, this is one I thought this was so interesting. I'd never heard of it until I started researching. Plants can create a reduction in sick building syndrome. You didn't know buildings could be sick, did you? I didn't either, but they can't. Indoor plants can mitigate the effects of sick building syndrome by improving air quality and reducing symptoms like headaches and fatigue. Sick building syndrome is the name for symptoms you get while you are in a particular building. It usually happens in an office, but really you can get it in any building. So symptoms include, oh, symptoms uh, of sick building syndrome get worse the longer you're in that building and they get better when you leave. That's how you kind of know what it is. And other people in the building may also have symptoms. Possible symptoms include headaches, blocked or runny nose, dry, itchy skin, dry, sore eyes or throat, cough or wheezing, skin rashes, tiredness, and difficulty concentrating. So if you're having any of those, you may have sick building syndrome, just so you know. Also, they can improve community and social interaction. Indoor plants can be conversation starters, and they can encourage social interaction between people who are sharing a space. And they can have therapeutic benefits. Horticultural therapy involves interacting with plants, and this can be therapeutic for individuals with physical or mental health challenges. There's something that just feels so good about being around plants or getting your hands dirty a little bit to water them or trim them or fertilize them. Honestly, I know I keep saying this, but it really, really does feel good. Now, when you choose a plant, it really is important to consider some factors to make sure that you get the right plant that will thrive in whatever environment you're going to put it in. So here are some things to be aware of. Look at the light requirements. 
that the plant is going to need. So before you even go looking for a plant, figure out where you think you want to put it and look at how much light that place gets. Is it indirect light? Is it direct light? Does it not get very much light at all? Just kind of figure that out and choose plants that match those conditions. Because otherwise, if they need like a lot of direct light and you're putting them in a shadowy corner, they are not going to thrive. Trust me, I've been there and done that. I found that out the hard way. Watering needs. You need to understand what the water requirements are of your chosen plants because if you underwater or overwater, you can end up killing the plant. Done that one too years ago, but I have. Plants like peace lilies and spider plants tend to prefer consistently moist soil while succulents and snake plants want to dry out in between waterings. Yeah, I tend to overwater. I'm aware of that. I And I try to watch that. Also, Figure out or find out how big is that plant going to be when it matures and is it going to be too big for the space? So I have an issue with that, that I had a plant in one area and I forgot why I had to move it. I had to move it for some reason. So now it's in another area that's really too big for it. But the plant is so healthy, you know, I hate to just toss it out. And I know if I put it outdoors, it'll die. This is Texas. So I'm still kind of in a quandary figuring out what to do because my house is pretty small. So I really don't, I really don't have a good place for it. So just be aware of that. That can be an issue. Some plants like fiddle leaf figs and monstera can grow really large if they have the right conditions. Then you also want to look at the maintenance level. Choose plants that match your level of commitment and time available for care. Some plants are pretty low maintenance. ZZ plants while others require more attention. Orchids. I know orchids are high maintenance. I would never mess with those. I, I know I would end up killing them. Um, then toxicity. Some plants can be toxic to pants, pets or young children. So either don't have those, or if you do, make sure they're out of reach so that uh, pets can't nibble on them and, and kids can't get at them because you never know. Also be aware of allergies. Although most plants are really help improve breathing conditions, some plants can trigger allergies in sensitive individuals. So you may want to go with some hypoallergenic options, such as bromeliads, spider plants, or air plants, if allergies are a concern. Again, do your research. Then humidity tolerance. Certain plants like ferns and orchids require higher humidity levels. So you either need to make sure if you really love that plant, that your home or office is going to match that humidity level or consider getting a humidifier so that your plant will thrive. Pests and disease. You kind of want to look at how susceptible your chosen plant is to common pests and diseases. You can, even if they're prone to it, keep them healthy. And I can attest to that. Last, I guess it was this last summer or spring, I noticed, like as I said, I have plants all through my house. I had gnats everywhere, little bitty gnats that would just fly at you. They were so annoying. I couldn't figure out what was going on until one day I noticed they're clustering around my plants. I don't know why or how, but somehow I got a lot of gnats in my plants. So, and they were everywhere. So I got on Amazon and ordered, I don't know what they're called. They're, uh, you peel the paper off of them and they're sticky on both sides. And you put them in, uh, they were shaped like, I got ones that were shaped like little flowers. I put them in the plant soil and they would attract the gnats to them. And of course, the gnats were trapped there. They couldn't leave because it was really sticky. And so I was able to get rid of the gnats. 
but just be aware of what you're getting into. Then aesthetic preferences. Choose plants that match your personal style and the overall aesthetic of your home decor. If you really don't like the color purple, purple, don't get lavender because it's purple. Just, you know, just be aware of it. Compatibility. Some plants do well when grouped together and others may compete for resources. And if you are going to get a lot of plants kind of close together, I would go to a nursery and talk to a nursery worker versus somewhere like Walmart that does have plants. But a lot of times the workers are just checking out. They don't know anything about plants. Sometimes they do, but not always. But at a nursery, you're going to get probably more consistent, better, and more accurate answers. So I would do that. Also, your climate. Even if you are indoors and you're having plants indoors, your local climate changes outdoors are going to affect your plants indoors. So just be aware of that. And again, personal preferences. Choose plants that bring you joy and that align with your preferences, that make you feel good when you look at them. Those are fun. And y'all, don't be afraid to experiment with different varieties to find your favorites. I killed my share of plants before I found ones that really worked well for me and that I really do like having around. So, you know, if you do, just dump them out on a compost heap or something. Okay, so I'm going to give you, I have 10, a list of 10 good house plants or indoor plants that are kind of easy to use. And you can just look these up online. I can't show you a picture of all of them. Snake plant. A snake plant purifies indoor air because it removes formaldehydes and benzene toxins and it releases oxygen at night so it's a good one to have around for care water it sparingly let the soil dry between waterings it thrives in indirect sunlight but it can tolerate low light conditions and you really want to avoid overwatering because that can set in root root that's hard to say root rot so be aware yeah say that five times another good one is a peace lily it removes pollutants also like ammonia formaldehyde benzene and it increases humidity. You need to keep the care, the soil consistently moist, but not waterlogged. It needs bright, indirect light. You need to avoid direct sunlight with this one. And for this one, you need to wipe dust off the leaves pretty regularly. And you can just get a damp paper towel or a rag and do that. Spider plant. This is an excellent air purifier, removing toxins. For the care, you want to water it moderately. Let the soil dry slightly in between waterings. It thrives in bright, indirect light. And this is the only one I found that said this. It produces baby plants, spiderettes, and you can repot those. Oh, that was cool. It has babies. And you can give them to friends or use them in other places. Aloe vera, talked about that one before. Soothing gel for skin burns, and it also purifies indoor air. For the aloe vera, water sparingly. Let the soil dry between waterings. Place in bright, indirect sunlight. And well-draining oil is essential for aloe vera. So make sure, that's the other thing I started to say, a lot of people get these decorative pots, they have no drainage holes in them. You have to have some drainage holes for your plants or they are going to probably all get root rot. So just be aware of that. Lavender, the benefits, it's aromatic, it promotes relaxation and it repels pests. I should have gotten that when I was going through all the gnat thing this last year. It requires well-drained soil and plenty of sunlight, six to eight hours per day. Let the soil dry between waterings and prune regularly to maintain its shape and to encourage new growth. And some plants like this, now this, I'm thinking of petunias, they're really more of an outdoor plant, but you really need to deadhead. 
And that's when you remove the old or spent blossoms so that the plant stays healthy. Another good indoor plant is a Boston fern. This is effective at removing pollutants and it increases or it improves humidity. Most ferns are going to do that. So for care, keep the soil consistently moist, but not waterlogged. It requires a high humidity and indirect light, and you need to mist the leaves regularly. Just get a little misting bottle, fill it with water, and just squirt it on there pretty regularly. It will be a happy plant. Then pothos. I am not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. P-O-T-H-O-S. It filters indoor air, removes carbon dioxide. Oh, oh, I yeah, this is I have several of these in my house. I just didn't know that's what it's called. It's an ivy. Um, and it's easy to care for. I like plants that are easy to care for. You need to let the top inch of the soil dry before watering. This one thrives in a variety of lights uh, conditions, including low light. And periodically you need to prune it or it will get really leggy. These, these vines will just go out and it has these long extensions. But if you prune it regularly, it'll, it'll kind of keep a, a nice fuller shape. Another good one is a rubber plant. It removes airborne toxins. It adds oxygen and is low maintenance. I mean, hey, the trifecta, it's good all the way around. So for care, water moderately, let the soil dry partially in between waterings, place it in bright indirect light and clean the leaves to remove dust. I think the reason for that, I don't have any of these uh, plants that need the leaves cleaning, but I think if I recall correctly, if you have, there's too much dust on the leaves, the leaves don't get nutrients. They, they can't like breathe well. So who knew? Then a ZZ plant. Um, hmm, I'm, not, I'm just going to say ZZ instead of the scientific name because I don't think I could pronounce it. It is an efficient air purifier and it's very drought tolerant. So this one you want to water sparingly because if you water it too much, it can get root rot. It thrives in low to bright indirect light. And I love this one. They said it's ideal for forgetful uh, plant owners. Like if you forget to water it for a couple of weeks, you're probably not going to do too much damage. And then the jade plant. I've had this one in the past. I don't have it now, but I really like it. It's very pretty. It symbolizes prosperity and it purifies the air. A jade plant is one that a lot of people will give someone as a housewarming gift or if they're moving into a new office because it, it does symbolize prosperity. Water it sparingly. Let the soil dry between waterings. Place in bright indirect light and just prune it to maintain that compact shape. Okay, now, what does the Bible say about plants? There are several verses that talk about that specifically. So, Genesis 1.11, And God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind, on the earth. And it was so. And that's Genesis 1.11. So, God created plants in all their complexity. And have you ever thought what the earth would be like without any plants. Oh, I mean, it would be barren. It would be ugly. Plants are just a wonderful, wonderful creation. Okay. The next one talked about the tree of knowledge. This is Genesis 2, 8 and 9. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life, was in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I just think it's so sad that they went ahead and ate it. I mean, look how it changed everything. But I've often thought if I were there, I probably would have done the same thing. Really? This will make me like God? Okay. 
Yeah, not good. But again, God planted a garden. I love that. God was the first gardener. He planted a garden. Then uh, what they could eat. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. It was the first job, was a gardener. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. Now, I think from this one, that really, we were meant to be vegetarians. That's how God created us, to eat plants. That's what we were supposed to do. And I really think that we are much healthier when we do that. I still eat meat, not nearly as much as I used to, but that's just my thought. Okay. And I love, an, this is another one, the tree planted by streams of water. This is Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and all that he does, he prospers. I mean, I think this is a great analogy. When we are doing well, God compares us to a very healthy plant. I mean, plants are good. So I love that. It's another one that this was one of my mom's favorites and I like this. This is Isaiah 55, 12. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Now, I used to think this was just kind of a metaphorical verse, just kind of stood for something. However, I have seen in several places lately some research that says, really, what we should call the trees are the worldwide, I've got it wrong, wood-wide web. So, all the, what they're saying is that all the trees here, and I know I'm not indoor plants now, but, but these are still plants, and in every forest that is not too damaged, these all are connected to each other through underground fungal networks. Trees share water and nutrients throughout these networks. They also use them to communicate. I think this is so cool. They send distress signals about drought and disease or insect, atta insect attacks, and other trees alter their behavior when they receive those messages. Y'all, I've seen this in several places that, that this is true. The trees communicate. I love that. How cool is that? And then the last one is the tree of life in Revelation. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and they may enter the city by the gates. Revelation 22, 14. So one of our, one of our highest rewards is going to be to eat from the fruit of the tree of life. How cool is that? Okay. So now I'm going to give you a fun fact about Waco. We're done with the plants part for now. And Waco's restaurant weekend is going to be running this uh, September the 29th, which is actually starts tomorrow to October 1st. So it'll be over by the time y'all hear this. But it looks like it's going to be back again next year. So let me give you a little history. Carol Ferguson uh, founded and coordinated the first Waco restaurant week in 2019. The event took in almost $10,000 to benefit Caritas Food Distribution Center. And it was so successful that they decided, yeah, we're going to do this again next year. What happened? COVID. So with the ensuing supply chain issues, it, it just didn't do anything for the past four years. So this is the first time that it's going to happen since the founding event. Yay. 
And this time the event will benefit Keep Waco Beautiful. And it's also chaired by Carol Ferguson again. So I think this is pretty cool. I love this, that we're back to that. It's going to be a lot of different restaurants. I'm going to try to get out there and, you know, eat something. So along with this podcast and Waco Hypnosis Center, I'm available for public speaking. If you are interested in having me for an event, you can contact me through my website at www.drmelissarich.com or you can email me at info at drmelissarich.com. Y'all, if you like this podcast, and I hope that you did because I do try to make them applicable, interesting, and entertaining, I would love for you to do one or more of the following. Write me a review. Tell everybody how amazing this is because it is. Follow the podcast or share this episode. I am working on building up my audience and I do okay with social media. Honestly, not my strong point, but I know some of you are amazing. I would love some help with this. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you all enjoy it and everyone have a great day and be sure and come back next week. Thank you, Dr. Melissa Rich, Taking Care of Your Temple podcast.